0: Holy Spirit, that His presence would settle on our hearts, settling every question, hallelujah, every temptation and anxiety. Hey ladies, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Well, this is the podcast that um, I have been trying to record for the longest, thinking about a live podcast, live podcast, but I decided to give the podcast a little bit more wiggle room, a little bit more flex, um, and just try out like different things, not get stuck in the same old, same old. Amen. So, with that being said, I had a thought in mind, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but I tend to be um, on the neat side, kind of like maybe a clean freak. Um, I have been told that numerous times, I think more times that I care to admit. A lot of times, it has been times when I have been told, uh, because the person is not a clean person or sometimes I've been told because the person is like me or probably even more accelerated in the cleaning and so kind of like give each other um a high five there because we have something in common but you know the whole idea of doing the podcast is being able to find yourself in a more freeing position more um Ample room to be able to talk, stop, record, edit it or whatever. But I'm going to just let it flow. Just like the Holy Spirit will give it to me. Just going to let it flow. You know, because every time um, that God has something or he shares something in my heart to share with you ladies. It's more more on the side of um, being more as a chat and just getting more acquainted with our emotions, with the stuff that we go through on a daily basis. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, especially right now, with everything that has been going on, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And I'm sure that even before this whole coronavirus thing hit and this pandemic hit, I am sure I'm positive that you guys were probably all going through something. That had nothing to do with the coronavirus, and then boom, shakalaka laka boom, here comes the virus, and it makes everything even so much worse, you know. So it's really hard. It's hard to be able to concentrate. It's hard to be able to meditate. It's hard to be patient because there's so many other circumstances. Outside from just the virus you know and so you know the loss of job the loss excuse me the loss of jobs and you know the, the 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 lack of um social um activity you know between ourselves going out and having dinner or going out with friends or going out on a date or you know whatever it is going to church you know so it puts a it puts a um, a damper you know it's a big rain it's a storm in our parade. And so, that takes a lot, you know, to be able to process. And then the whole, you know, which is the most devastating part of it is all the lives that have been lost. (coughs) Excuse me. All the lives that have been lost, you know. um, I was just looking, before I came on to do the podcast, I was just looking at um, a video that somebody shared on Facebook with the on the background it was some alicia keys singing new york and you know if you're a new yorker like me born and bred um and you see the video and you see the emptiness of the street you know regardless of who we want to think or you know of what we know that you know new york um it's like sin city and you know so many killings and so so much abuse and all these you know and i understand all that but you know for the sake of the righteous the Lord spareth the nation, you know, even in the worst places, in the worst times, in the worst groups, in the worst churches, God always has a remnant. OK, I, I, I'm, I'm not I want to preach, but God always has a remnant. He always has a group of people who have not bowed their knees to Baal, who have not made compromises with the devil, who have stuck with God through and through through thick and thin, up and down, whether alone, whether accompanied, whether with money, without. I mean, you know, this is a group of people, a remnant, some, a group of people, a portion of people that have been separated and set aside that the Lord said, you know, these people I could take to the bank. I could bank on these people because I know that they have a heart for me. And I know what I can do give them what they can multiply and what I can count on them with, you know, he, he just knows because he knows everything. So getting back to New York, you know, even though it it is like this, because it is, you know, the city and we've seen devastation before 9-11 and, you know, we've gone through through many things, you know, and it brings me thinking about the times when, you know, when I was gangbanging and I was in the street and, you know, I mean, the young lords and the Black Panthers, and you know, just so much stuff, so much stuff. And then to see this devastation—that it really did not um, come looking for your social, economic background, your culture, the color of your skin, your gender, your sexual preference, your religious preference. No, it—it did It just came. Death just came knocking. But you know what, it, it passed over, it has to pass over, You can't stay, anyway but I, I didn't come to preach and I wanted to share something that the Lord put in my heart, which I think is very important. Living outside of the box, guys. So that's what I was saying before. I don't know if you guys are like me with the whole cleaning thing and being in order. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you always bring it around. (laughs) I love you, Lord. Um, That's where we have started. When I was asking, you know, I was just sharing about, I don't know if you guys are like me. That... You like to keep things tidy and clean and neat and whatever in its place. So I'm saying that to say this because I'm thinking about a box and I'm looking at a picture of a box, a big box. And I like to have things in order. I like to put things into perspective. I like to analyze. I like to assess. And that is the case manager in me. That is the social worker in me. That is the advocate in me. That is the person that likes to help other people find solutions and resources. So I know that in order to do that, I have to have my desk cleared. I have to have my mind in order so I can be able to tap into the resources that I need to be able. I am a crisis counselor. Yes. And when you're in a crisis, you need to think. But a lot of times this this is not always the case when it comes to you yourself. Like they used to say in New York, me, myself, and I. So I tend to go in crisis mode. Like if you call me and you have an emergency 911, you know, to God be the glory, I bet you that in 15, 20 minutes, you don't have like 15, 20 numbers or I've connected you to somebody. But when it comes to me, it's very different. And so I don't, I have that box where I like to put things into perspective. And most of the time, if I'm going to be honest with you, you know, this is what, um, what I like about the podcast, you know, it's, you can chat about anything and you can be real and honest. And you guys know, I like to be real. So, you know, the times that I do like it, I want it the way I like it. I want it the way I want it. And it's a form of control, and control comes out of fear. Fear out of anger. Angry about something. The diary of an angry Afro Latina. No, but on a serious note. So, anyway, you know, I don't want to go psychological and whatever. It's just living outside of the box. Learning to live outside of the box, almost like, you know, when I used to, my kids, I used to, when they were small, I used to, Because I've always had this thing, you know, I've always liked to be clean. So when my kids were little, I would have this one day of messiness that I would let them make a mess in their room, mess in the living room, just mess, mess. And then, you know, when they had their time of mess, mess, before you go to bed, we're going to clean, clean, put everything back. So I I would do that because that was my way, my form of, you know, gee, at least they can feel that they live in a home where they can have a pillow fight. (laughs) And have some type of normalcy. But, and I know that's, you know, taking that to an extreme, it's not normal. But, you know, I'm not here so you guys can analyze me. This is not my, I'm, I'm doing this podcast from the comfort of my, um, my comfortable bed, my queen size bed. I have a new bed in a bag and I'm so in love. God is so good. He spoils me. But anyway, um, you know, about living outside of the box. You know, and allowing sometimes not when I say mess, mess, I don't mean sin, sin. Okay, so let's not get it twisted. Don't say, oh, pastor said that, you know, we got to live outside of the box. So we got to sin, sin. No, that's not what I'm saying. Living outside of the box to me means, you know, having a little bit of flexibility in the way that God would minister to you on different occasions. Okay. All right. Okay. So listen, listen, good to me. Listen, 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 clearly. Listen, 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 listen with your listening ears, not, not your analyst, your (laughs) analyst. I'm stuck with this word with your analytical ears, with your listening ears. And so those ears are listening to me right now saying that outside of the box, it's not Meaning to sin, like Paul said, you are walking in the liberty now of freeness of a newness you're not in bondage anymore, but that bondage is not an excuse for you to sin, so I know that with us being free in Christ being free in the Lord being free to um um to talk and 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 joke around and have fun and listen to music and you know have a dinner party and and have a glass of wine once in a while with your spouse or Um, if somebody's getting married in the family and you go and you, you dance some salsa, you know, you, it's, it's not living under this, this, um, legalism and this religiosity that everything and anything that you do under the sun is a sin. And then on top of that, not only that, but it's going to condemn you to the pit of hell and it's going to curse you and curse your home. That is religion. And that's, that's what they teach religion. But Jesus came to give us freedom. He came to abolish the law. And it's very simple. Love your neighbor, love your God with all your heart, and go and sin no more. And if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. The gospel is so simple, but we strip it away from its simplicity because, like I said, we put it in a box. We put it in a box. We put, not only do we put our faith and our belief system and our faith system, but we also put other people's other people, other people that we know, other people that we minister to, people that are in our lives. And, you know, a lot of times we don't even have to tell them, we just get this vibe that when we're around them, you know, kind of like, oh my God, if I could just change you, if I could just go inside of you and do the whole um, cocoon thing and come out out of you emerging, you know, but we can't do that because everybody is individual. Every woman is different every woman's footprints and her fingerprints are different. We're all different. We come from all walks of life, from different journeys, different beliefs. We've all loved, we've loved different men. Some of us have loved, you know, um, um many, many men. Some of us has, has loved one, just met one man. You know, you've been married all your life, praise the Lord. Some of us have not had that blessing to have had just one partner. Some of us, you know, have had different experiences. There's women that um, have loved other women, you know. So we come from all walks of life. We have tapped into the wells of life. We have slept on different pillows in the sense of knowledge and wisdom when we wake up we awaken with this new vision this new perspective and then it doesn't work out and plop there we go again and we fall on our faces and we get depressed and we get stressed and we get full of anxiety and we're tore up from the floor up and we don't know what to do because we are not living outside of the box because we're not living outside of the box in the sense that we are not allowing God the space the wiggle room for him to come in and move around and do and shift and rearrange and stretch us the way that he wants to stretch us because that's what he wants to do so for those of us who have uh, you know I don't want to say issue, but who have this way of being, okay, until I get another word, a better word, get another way of expressing this, that this is the way that we are for whatever reasons, I'm not here to analyze you, I'm not your therapist, but this is just the way that you are, this is the way that I am, I like to have, you know, things in order, but there's sometimes things are going to be messy. This is what I'm trying to tell you. So I say, follow me, because I'm getting somewhere with this. Things are going to be messy. They're just going to be messy. They just are. You know, things are not always going to be in place. You have a set order. You know, I met I, <clears throat> I met the guy. I liked the guy. He proposed to me. We got married. We had kids. We bought a house. We bought a car. We sent the kids to, to college. You know, and everything that's is like it us. sometimes that doesn't happen like that. Guess what, Mamacita? Sometimes you get the baby because first. You got pregnant, sometimes you, pregnant. you don't get a baby, not a that's not your choice. You don't to want to have kids. kids, it's your body, so or, or simply medically, something is wrong and you're not able, able to have to a, a baby. So, or sometimes you can get the career, powerhouse woman, alpha female out there in the corporate world, doing her thing in leadership, you know, she's pastoring an apostle, whatever. You're in leadership. You're doing powerhouse things and you get that first. So life has a different way of throwing us curveballs. You know, it depends where we're standing. Pitch, we're batting. I'm not a baseball fan, but this is just me thinking outside of the box. I like to think outside of the box. I like to tickle your mind. Am I tickling your mind? Let me tickle your mind. Let me show you another way of thinking outside of the box. Because I know definitely for myself, and I'm thinking maybe you're feeling the same way too, that that you're tired of living the same old, same old. And you want some newness. And you know how they always say say that when you're married, you need need to keep it hot and popping and spicy and... and, you know, fiery and keep it new, keep that newness, you know, smelling good, looking good, having good sex and all this other stuff in your marriage to keep the relationship fresh. Well, that applies also with the Lord too. God doesn't like old stale bread. And I always say this, old word is good word, but it's not the only word. Now, don't misinterpret me and say, oh, pastor's saying that there's another way towards the Lord. No, I'm not saying that. There's only one way, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the light. What I'm saying is taking God outside of the box. And not putting him in a position where we psychologically, we have, okay, Let me going to use the word. We have this OCD psychological disorder that everything, if we see a little hair out of place, we can't sleep, we can't breathe, we can't eat. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we're not used to change. We don't like change. We don't do well with change. Like me, I'm raising my hand. You can't see me, but I'm here. Don't do well with change, with abrupt change. Even though I'm a woman that loves spontaneous worship. I mean, I can worship all night. I don't need a song. I'm a walking song. I can sing all by myself. I don't need an orchestra. Because that's how much I love my God. That I can just worship him. At the drop of a hat. Especially when I'm hurting. But what I'm saying is. Coming outside of the box. And allowing him. To do something new in our lives. Something new in the way that we pray. Something new in the way that we speak tongues. Different gifts taking us from another level, from one level to another level, from glory to glory. Behold, I do a new thing, says the Lord. Can you not perceive it? And if he is doing something, ladies, then why are we not perceiving it? Why are we not flowing? Why are we stuck in the mold? The mold doesn't work. Jesus doesn't doesn't need a mold for us. The Bible says that he knitted us. We're molded, we were knitted. Knit it because it takes more time for knitting. And I'm, I'm sure that he took his time to do us, especially us ladies. Can I say this? And I don't mean this in a feministic view, even though, you know, I am a feminist. I have not denied that. Um, I'm out the closet. <laughs> but I've often said this, and I made a lot of emphasis on this, that when he created Eve, he put Adam to sleep. and that's a whole nother conference, we'll talk about that another time when he restores you, he makes but it look like Adam was you sleeping so life. it was just basically us and he the Lord and having this moment because the Bible doesn't so in a moment, in a moment, it doesn't stipulate how long it took right for this creation to go back and forth in the formation and how he formed our, our hips and you know, how he formed our noses and <clears throat> put up knew where to put our breasts for the reasons that they needed to be put there. You know, just everything about us as women, you know? And um, it just, it, it, it makes me to be in awe of the greatness and the creativity that our father has and putting Adam to sleep first so that he could take his time to work with us. And I don't know about you ladies and I'm not saying let's start a religion on this. Um don't misinterpret me, but I'm just saying, you know that part in the Bible where Mary went to the tomb to look for Jesus. It was like almost like we say in Spanish in Puerto Rico aficia, like she was so desperate. You know, and I picture her in my mind cuz I am a visual storyteller. I picture her in my mind, uh, rolling around in in her cot or on her floor, wherever she was sleeping, couldn't sleep, probably up drinking tea, pacing under the moonlight and wondering, you know, thinking about my master. This is the only man that understood me, the man who I can see eye to eye with, the man who, who looked at me and didn't judge me, who delivered me, who set me free. And all these things are going on in her mind, you know, and he's no longer here. What am I supposed to do without, without him? But the full gospel was about to be revealed, because it, it, she was about to, she was going to step out of the box. So my question to you is, you know, are you going to step out of the box with me? You know, the Lord is calling you to step out of the box. He's calling you by name. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs you have on the top of your head. He knows what kind of ice cream you like, even if you don't like ice cream. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. Are we going to step out of the box? So she's rolling around, not being able to sleep, pacing up and down. And then she shows up at the hour, and she goes to the tomb. And she's like, where have you taken him? Like, those are the only words that she can muster. She didn't care about nothing else. You know, if I get caught here, I can get killed. Anybody that was associated with him. You know, it's going to be persecuted. She didn't care. You know, it was just her gratefulness that took out of there. I'm, I'm so grateful to God that that's why I want to get out of the box. You know, and I think that's why the Lord had to take me out of the box and is still perfecting me in that area and in those areas and doesn't want me to go back into the box. Because he deserves that and much more. Don't you think that he deserves your best and you taking him out of the box and we don't pray and fast and get into scripture in order to mold God into our will but oh on the contrary, total opposite what we do the little bit the little nuggets that we do those little fasting moments because you know we haven't done never 40 days like Jesus did in a mountain but anyway you know, the days that we do fast and the days that we do pray and the days we get into the word and the days that we're paying a price for this anointing that is in our lives for being a Christian, for being a believer. They come for something. They come for something. So it's worth saying that he is worth me coming outside of the box. And that's where I want to live, outside of the box. And I'm sure that Mary, when she asked, where have you taken him? She was totally and completely out of the box. The Samaritan woman, the one who had all those husbands and the one that she had wasn't hers. She completely came out of the box. The woman with the alabaster box who poured her best perfume. But in the night who anointed the master. As soon as she walked in that room, she walked out of the box. So my question to you is, are you ready to come out of the box? And being boxed in, what have you accomplished? So I think it's something to, to worth, you know, it's worth looking at, worth talking about. God has a word for us, no more boxes. God does not live in a box. He did at one time, but ever since he broke out of the Ark of the Covenant, he has never lived in a box again. Of course, you and I tend to live in boxes that are often fairly nice, although a little cramped. They're neat, but stuffy, old, and stale. So if God no longer lives in a box, then let's follow suit. Let's live outside of the box too. He wants to lift the lift off over our heads so that we can experience his voice in an ongoing basis. Sister, let's breathe. Breathe in God's refreshing word and renew our hearts and our souls so that we will walk in a new level of his divine creativity. Because let me tell you, outside of the box, there's innovation, there's creativity. You come, head to, you come toe to toe. In other words, with these divine, beautiful things, when you come outside of the box. Remember all these amazing things that God wants to do in our lives, require for us to step up, level up, and have a new perspective on how God operates, how the Holy Spirit is operating, especially in these end times especially in these end times. He wants to lift the lift off over our heads so that we can experience His voice in an ongoing basis, not just one time, but all the time. Let's just continue to breathe His word and renew our hearts so that we will walk in a new level of His divine creativity. God always confirms His word God wants us to hear his voice, to discern it from other voices, not to let ourselves go by every little thing that we hear. Be like the wind blows here, whoo, I'm here, blew there, Whew, I'm over here. And that can happen. We have our moments, I'm not judging, but we can operate out of a hot mess of emotions. We need to find a way through God's word, through prayer, through tapping into speaking with our friends, through therapy. Aromatherapy, you know, you guys know that I'm a big believer in aromatherapy. You know, music, reading, running. I mean, you know, find or all of the above. You understand? To find a way to come into peace so that we will be able to hear His voice on a consistent basis. And He wants us to learn how to discern it from other voices. And then through the spirit of wisdom, and revelation correctly interpret and apply the word that he has spoken to us. So there's a way to apply the word, a correct way to interpret the word that he speaks to us. And that is through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, so for those of us sisters that I have heard say I'm stupid, there's no way that you can serve the Lord, love the Lord and be stupid. You can't do all three at the same time. You're too smart for that because God, the Lord doesn't create anything stupid. And if he's going to operate through you to give you spirit of wisdom and revelation that you can't keep, continue to say that you're stupid. How are you going to correctly interpret and apply the word that he speaks to you? God has said that every word may be verified by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Matthew 18.16 For emphasis, we find this statement on a variation two or more times in the scriptures. Deuteronomy 19.15 If you want to write that down, I'll give you time to get a pencil. That was Deuteronomy 19.15 fifteen. Second Corinthians 13.1 Matthew 18.16 Wow, it's so windy. Deuteronomy 19.15 and 2 Corinthians 13.1 Evidently, God does not want us to know only the historical Jesus who came in human form and walked among the men. He greatly yearns that we would also know the living, resurrected Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. That was the Christ that Mary was about to encounter. Because she walked with Jesus, she experimented, you know, his presence, the way he delivered her and set her free and the relationship that they had. But now it's a different level because now he is the the resurrected Christ. So when she went to the tomb and she said, where have you taken him? You know, aficion, like desperate. Oh, my God, what have you done with him? You know, he's my man, I need him. Where did he go? You know. There was a connection there. There was a deep, deep connection there because now he is the resurrected Jesus. Totally different. Glorified body. He just finished proving that life begins with him and it ends with him and that in him there's life, eternal life, and there is no death. Even the ones that are sleeping, they're just sleeping. Because in that day, they will be awakened. So there is no death. And that blood is, I don't want to preach, but that blood was not only for sins, but that blood was for these times to pass over. She was about to meet the resurrected Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Father wants to enable us to hear, know, and obey the risen Lord. But often we don't. We don't realize that he's speaking to us. No wonder when we miss his cue. He is such a multifaceted creator, endlessly creative in how he chooses to communicate. I mean, this is the most amazing thing. This is you know, honestly, I love everything about the Lord because I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. But if there's something that just has me oh in amore with the Lord, it's just is the fact that He can speak to me through anything. Through anything, sister. When I say anything, 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 I mean anything. I've had him one time speak to me through a rose through a Not rose, a red rose. I was walking down the street in the Bronx. And I was going through... So much. When, When isn't Pastor Nancy going through something? But I remember that I was going through something. Yes, I was. And, it's easy for you to and at the same time, I was assisting Bible study, Bible Institute. I was in my second year. And I was supposed to do a book report the oil of Greece. on the Rose of Sharon. Where well, we just let things slide. And, you know, I don't want to get into the other part. But well, as I was walking down the street, I had to walk like 20, 30 running, blocks. Not what we
1: are without, I yeah,
0: money because was non-existent. It was a hard time. Music. And as I was walking, People are acting no. so I saw a garden. To and honestly, to this day, I don't know if that garden, you know, in New York, with your concrete grass. jungle. But anyway, but right now, I walked trees by, trees by this garden and I saw this rose. It wasn't a rose bush. It was a bush like that I had one rose. And it was so huge. It was big. It was so big. But yet, though it was weighty and it was big, it was not making the stem bend over. It was standing up very erectly, you know, straight up. Solid. Strong. Steadfast. immovable. And I remember I stood there and I just stared at the rose. And the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, Nancy, observe it. Look, look at it. Look how every petal is shaped differently. has his own weight, yet it doesn't kill the one under it or next to it. It doesn't oppress it. It doesn't pressure it. It just lies neatly next to each other and then on top of each other. And, um, you know, we had a moment there, the Lord and I. And I remember when I got to the library, with my tongue hanging out of my mouth, when I made it there. The first book that I found was on the Rose of Sharon. And I did, I did my paper, and I got an A. That was a beautiful moment. But you know, I say that to say this: that when we take God out of the box, He can speak to us in so many forms, in so many ways, because He is multifaceted and He is endlessly creative in how He chooses to communicate with us. You know, I, I applaud. And I bless prophets that walk in all the gifts, dreams, tongues, visions, interpretation of dreams, interpretation of tongues, you know, gift of knowledge, wisdom, faith. I mean, that is amazing. To all God be the glory. But God is a being that speaks to us, to the ways, And on the levels that he knows that we could be able to understand him. Yes, he is our shepherd. He's all of our shepherds. He's our pastor. But he shepherds all of us differently. You get what I'm saying? Some of us might need an extra coating of oil. On our skin. Some of us may need to be held closer and tighter to him. He knows us. And because he knows us and we've all had different journeys. Therefore, he ministers to us differently. Our father's voice comes to us in such a great variety of ways that we need such moments of enlightenment. Otherwise, we tend to get locked into set patterns. It's so good of God to temporarily shut down one channel in order to open another. He hasn't quit speaking. He is opening our hearts and our minds to hear his voice in new ways. He does this so that we will continue to grow progressively in our relationship with him. He doesn't want us to become locked into the same patterns of hearing him. God's goal is a real living relationship with us. You know, sometimes, you know, I mean, I don't know, because like I said, I don't like to generalize. And all women are different. We're all different. But I like for my husband to talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Talk to me. You know, I like when my husband speaks to me. I don't know if you guys like when your husband speaks to you, your kids, family, your friends. You know, I like dialogue. I like to talk. Let's talk. Let's sit down. Let's make two, three pots of coffee, some snacks. I like to chill. I like to talk. Let my hair down. I like to process. I like to cry, laugh. I like to dance like nobody's watching. I like to... Bear my soul with the people that I love that is me that's Nancy that is who I am and I know it makes me vulnerable to getting hurt but you know what the heck that's who I am and I do care for myself because I do have boundaries but basically I've allowed the Lord to be my shield his covering he knows he sees the darts when they're coming in the back better than I can because I don't have eyes back there but um Yeah, when we take God out of the box, that's when we're able to experience other levels of him speaking to us. You know, I've had women tell me, oh, um, I wish that the Lord would speak to me. First of all, don't wish because we're not wishing. He's not a genie. That's number one. We need to pray, claim, decree, declare by faith that these things are done, even though they're not. The Bible does say, call the things that are not as though they were. Speak them into existence. Amen. Easier said than done. But listen, it works. Prayer works. It's just a matter of discipline and how we discipline ourselves and get ourselves outside of the box. Learning new ways that God speaks and learning new ways to hear God and opening up our hearts and our mind to be able to hear his voice in new ways. He does this so that we will continue to grow progressively because we got to grow sis. we got to grow. Remember last week I spoke about your sister's breast. Remember that the song of, of Solomon says now that that we are fully developed. What about our little sister? We got to think about that about the ones that are coming up, the you know, that are growing progressively. So growing progressively in our relationship with him. Excuse me. He doesn't want us to become locked into a same pattern of hearing him, <coughs> because we get used to certain patterns. And like I said before, we always, you know, we excuse me, tongue tied We're always saying, "Oh word, oh word, oh word." Yes, and and I and I'm one to be like, "Oh my God, I remember those church services." girl used to dance in the spirit with those five 5 inch heels didn't care if the Lord threw me on the floor I, my, 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 my hair went flying you know my I had a hairdo and it just went f- I mean you know those were the days oh my God the glory of the Lord you know and it's good because those days were good but you know guess what he's the, still the same he's the same God the same Holy Spirit of revival he puts in us and I think that what we're mostly hung up on is tradition and rituals, the way things were done. We're not so hung up as on the move. And I think that this is what God wants, to take him out of the box so that we don't be obsessed with the way things were done, but be moved with him who gets things done. I don't know if you're understanding me, to, to, to be in tune, to be to be connected, to be Open, to be flexible, to grow progressively with the one who moves things, the one who does new things. Not with the the thing that's the thing. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. Being caught up and being solely devoted and connected to the tradition instead of the one who is creating the move, which is the Lord Jesus Christ through his spirit. He doesn't want us to become locked into the same pattern of hearing him. God's goal is a real living relationship with us. You know, that reminds me the day I went to minister to the group of women and, you know, I I had jeans on and red lipstick and whatever. And I think many of you have heard this testimony. And when I went to to touch her, to to minister to her, she said, don't touch me. You know, her keeping God in a box because of her religiosity and her legalism and her perspective of what a wish uh, her perspective and her description of of what a Christian woman should look like and is kept her from getting a word. So this is what God is saying here. When you lock yourself, when I lock myself into the same pattern of hearing him, we move and we get away from the reality that God's goal is to have a living relationship with us so that he can speak to us whenever he wants to and however he chooses to. Jeez, I wish you guys are understanding me. I hope you guys are getting this because this is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is progress. See, because we're gonna need it, and I know by the Spirit of the Lord, I I, 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 feel right now. I discern in my spirit right now as I'm recording this podcast that as you guys are listening to me, whoever listens, you guys has have you has have you? Oh Lord Jesus. As you have been quarantined and locked up in your homes, you have also been receiving ideas and innovation and vision in the Lord of things and for things to do in the coming time. This has not been in vain. I have met a lot of people during this whole coronavirus. I have connected with a lot of people. I have grown spiritually. I have been connected with the master and every single day that has been going by, I have seen his mighty hand blessing me. So don't tell me that this coronavirus, even though whatever pestilence, punishment, whatever you want to call it, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it has worked in our favor For those who love the Lord and have a calling according to his, according to his purpose. It has worked in our favor and he will always take everything that is negative. Everything that the enemy means for evil, God will always turn it around for our good. Even pain, even loss, even divorce, even sickness, even, you know, being without a job, being homeless. He will always take it and turn it around for his glory. Because this is not about us. All this that I'm talking about. Growing spiritually. Being progressively in the way of thinking. In your relationship. So that you can be you know, on point. Hearing him. Being open. This is nothing about me. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about him needing us. He needs us to be the voice. He needs us to be ambassadors. He needs us when he gets us together. He, you know this is why I love the Avengers. I'm, such, I'm, you know, not only because I have three boys, I raise kids, boys, you know, I love the transformers and I love the event. That's just me because it's the whole story behind it, you know, of, of fighting together against one com- common enemy is, 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 is understanding what unity, how we, how we overpower the enemy, how we get more things accomplished when we come into, into unity as women, as a body of Christ. When, when God calls us into battle and he says, all right, girls, suit up. And we all suit up with the same suit. You know, now you have a one agenda and I got another agenda. No, we're all going to the same place. We're all heaven bound. Saving souls for the kingdom of heaven. Transforming women's lives through the power of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Teaching women how to live a better quality of life. That God didn't create her to be abused. Teaching women to walk in their gifts and in their talents. To not be afraid to rock the mic. Not to be afraid to do spiritual warfare. Teaching women that they are valuable. That they are beautiful. That God loves them. doesn't matter what sin you've fallen into. That there is forgiveness at the cross. Come as you are really means come as you are. It doesn't mean go get dressed up and take the makeup off and put this on and take that off. No, really meaning that the gospel is simple. It's come as you are. I'm not interested in what you're wearing I'm interested how you're bleeding how when I saw you squirming in your own blood remember that word last week I passed by and I saw you I saw you squirming I saw you screaming I saw you squirming in your own blood in your own pain you were withering in pain when I found you that's what I want to do I didn't come to tell you or to preach to you about religion I came to simply tell you to love me. And if you love me, it's simple. You follow my commandments. It is simple. It won't be a burden to obey me because you love me. And when we love someone, when we truly love them, we are loyal and we are faithful. When we're walking in the spirit. So I don't know about you, but I want to be outside of the box. I want to be outside of the box. I don't want to be tied down to nobody's beliefs. I want to be outside of the box. I want to have a relationship with my Lord and Savior. My ish. My husband. To tell the truth, he likes messing with our radio. Sometimes he turns the volume louder and then backs down. And we're like, oh my God, I don't hear him. He's not speaking to me. My hairs are not standing up. Oh, I don't feel his presence. Oh, I don't feel the Holy Ghost. Sister, because this is not about feelings. This is not about you getting chills and bumps, goosebumps, and you got a tingle upside your back and the hairs are standing up on your back. This is not about a feeling. This is about walking by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that we please him when we believe. Oh, and my favorite portion of this—that whole chapter eleven, the, the 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 scripture, the the all the the faith, the whole of faith. That with faith we shall subdue nations. You know what's that? Bringing down kingdoms. So you can bring down a whole kingdom just with faith, with the size of a mustard seed. It doesn't take much. Pastor Vilma, God bless her. She has the gift of faith. I don't know many people with the gift of faith, but I can tell you these people could pray and believe God for what they're praying for. And not only that, receive it. And I I, I bless that faith because we need it. But yes, when he turns the volume louder, but then he backs down and you don't hear him, It doesn't mean that he left us. He just wants to create a a greater dependency on him so that you and I could learn that, like, you know, the story of um, the prophet Elijah. He wasn't in the fire. Hey, he wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. In the softness. In the stillness. And God operates in the stillness. And, you know, This being told, you know, a a woman of war like myself. It's not easy because I'm not a woman of stillness. I'm a woman that's ready to battle. But sometimes God tells you, sit this one out, mama. Sit down, relax, pull up a chair. Go do your nails. Go bake a cake. Go do something with your life. I got this. And that's where he wants to take us. So let's depend on him even when he puts up the volume and we don't hear him. He loves to roll the dial to different stations to help us learn how to appreciate the diversity within the body of Christ. That's another thing, my sister. He's going to switch stations on you because not everybody's going to think like you, believe like you, love like you, forgive like you. There's no way you can minister to women with that thought in your mind, with that way of thinking. Everybody's on a different frequency. And you have to respect that. I have to respect that. But guess what? How do we do that? By stepping outside of the box. Because in the body of Christ, we have diversity. After we have logged a few more listening hours, that's another thing. You know, I remember I used to shadow before I started doing the the crisis hotline for the domestic violence and the rape and sexual assault. You know, my supervisor sitting right there next to me and a a lot of shadowy many hours of listening just listening to other crisis counselors how they will handle their calls didn't mean that I would not develop my style and my way of speaking and putting my training you know to the best of my ability so that I can help the community I was helping but I had to develop learning how to listen And listening doesn't mean that you always have to answer. It's just listening. So in listening, we're able to pick up different frequencies within the diversity that is in the body of Christ. But that requires listening hours. We are much less frustrated with who controls the knobs. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Eventually, we learn to love the wide variety of ways in which he speaks. Here are a few scriptural examples which portray the out-of-the-box ways in which the Spirit speaks to people. Let's take God out of the box. A Dream or Vision, Job 33, 14-18 dream or vision job 33:14 through 18 a voice in a trance see acts 10 9 through 16 a voice in a trance acts 10 9 through 16 the voice of many angels see revelations 5 11 the voice of many angels revelations 5 11 the voice of the archangel see 1st Thessalonians 4:16. the voice of the archangel First Thessalonians 4.16, the sound of many waters, Revelation 1.15, the sound of the Lord walking in the garden, see Genesis 3.8, the sound of the army of God marching in the tops of the trees, see Samuel, Second Samuel 5.23-25, the audible voice of God, Exodus 3.4, God speaking peace to his people, Psalm 85.8. God's written word, our primary source of his voice and our chief reference point. See Psalms 119 verse 105. Wonders in the sky and on earth. See Joel's chapter 2 verses 30 and 31. Visions and parables to the prophets. See Hosea 12:10. Words and physical metaphors to the prophets. See Jeremiah 18:1 through 6. The Holy Spirit speaking to a group. See Acts 13:2 men moved by the Holy Spirit declaring God's voice see Peter second second Peter 121 heavenly experiences in what in which one is brought up before the Lord see second Corinthians 12 1 4 the Holy Spirit bearing witness to our spirit Romans 816 a dumb donkey speaking with the voice of a man second Peter 1016 one person speaking the re- revelatory counsel of the Lord to another James 5 19 through 20 God's own son Hebrews 1 verse 2 this list is not exhaustive but it gives a bird's eye view of some of the ways that God has chosen to speak to you and me I have been surprised over the years both and how God speaks and what or whom he chooses to use as his voice sometimes the package is not one that I would prefer But he is God and that means he has the right to pick what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, and what and whom he chooses to use. God knows my number. God is not limited in his attention getting techniques. He wants us to hear him and he has plenty of approaches that he can utilize. And on that note, I'm going to leave you guys with this. The end result. He wants us to hear the voice in all of his manifestations so that we can bear much fruit, fruit that's going to remain. In our process of becoming, we must not forget that ultimately, this is not about us, it is about God, transforming us into a beautiful image of his glorious son Jesus by the power of the voice of our personal tutor, the Holy Spirit. You and I will be changed into the image of God's son. According to Psalm 29 We will shout praises together as we are changed from glory to glory. Everything in his temple says glory. Let his voice thunder. Let the fire fall. Let his word be magnified. Let all creation echo his sound. Let his piercing voice continue to proceed. You and I do not live by bread alone, but by the ever proceeding word of our father. Yes, God no longer lives in a box. So then why do we? Get out of the box sis, he's not in the box.